Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Okay. Welcome Kristen to the show. I am so excited to have you on because What we're going to talk about today is something that the Motherhood Simplified community has asked for for a long time, and it's something that I'm passionate about um, and something that I know how to do for myself, but you might understand this, you know, if you know how to do something for yourself, it doesn't mean you know how to teach other people how to do it. (laughs) So true. Yes. So I'm so excited to introduce everybody to you. Um, You're with the Gold Coast Doulas, which is based out of Michigan, right? Correct. Yes. But you offer online support. And this episode is going to be really helpful for those of you preparing to have a baby, help you with the birth process, um, creating a support team, professional and personal, and um, we'll give you a a packing list too. 
And I'm excited because we're going to talk about doing it either at home or at the hospital. Um, and I've actually done both. So <laughs> they do so overlap. You get it. Yes. They do overlap in a lot of ways, but then they're, they're different in their own ways. Um, so I'm so excited for everyone to get to know you and hear what you have to say today. Awesome. I am so thrilled to be here, Krista. And yeah, so looking at simplifying and I'm all about ease and, you know, let's start with the hospital birthers and what to pack and when to pack. Now, as a doula, I tell my clients to get that hospital bag packed at about 36 weeks. You don't know when you're going to go into labor. Even if you have a planned induction or surgical birth, you could, your baby could have other plans and you could go into labor before that scheduled date. So having some simple things to make your hospital stay more like home are my top tips. So you don't have to have all of the baby products. The hospital will provide many of those and you can even take whatever's left over home with you. So you really, I mean, don't need to worry about diapers or the cap or, you know, your nipple cream and things like that, unless you really want to use all natural products. For example, they'll give you um, a lot of your basic necessities as far as toiletries at the hospital, but many people like their own shampoos and soaps and things like that. So if that is important to you, it's a lot more space effective to pack little, you know, travel size containers than bringing your big shampoo bottles and so on. And, you know, thinking of the going home outfit for baby, but you don't need to have 10 different outfits for the baby at the hospital, but you during labor will often feel hot and then cold. So I talk about layers for both the birthing person as well as the partner. And you don't need to birth in the hospital gown. You can if you prefer not to get fluids on your own clothing, but I had my babies in the hospital and I wore my own clothes and I didn't want to feel like a patient. So I had a nursing tank and a long flowy skirt and I was more comfortable that way and had slippers. If you bring slippers, make sure that there's a grip to them. You don't want to fall again if you're, you have fluids on the floor and snacks for your partner in case your partner can't go to the cafeteria. So again, thinking about things that will nourish you also after delivery, because it may take a bit for the food to come and you will oftentimes be very hungry after delivery. So some easy to eat while, you know, holding a baby potentially um, snacks and then drinks that will give you some energy. So coconut water, if you like it, or electrolyte drinks. Um, yeah. And then of course, you know, the hospital will provide your meals, but some people, you know, have some preferences with their own food. And I like to tell my clients to bring something that smells like them or is comforting. So like their own pillow from home or even a blanket to put on top of the bed. So that could be usually that would be a small suitcase and a duffel bag is all you need between yourself and your partner. Yeah. Uh, you're reminding me of things too, that, um, you know, like with my first baby, not knowing what to expect, I focused a lot on bringing like 
a lot of the things that I didn't know, I didn't even know that the hospital would have, you know, like diapers and wipes and like pacifiers and gadgets and like all of these things that just weren't, they weren't even used at home, but they definitely weren't used at the hospital. (laughs) Right. Exactly. You don't need all of that. And the hospital will give you like the mesh underwear and pads for yourself. So you'll need pads at home, but you don't need to bring them to the hospital. And again, unless you have, you want to use organic, um, you know, nipple cream and things like that, then you're pretty set um, with what the hospital will give you. Yeah. And I will say too, just for anyone listening, things that I didn't know, like with my first that I think would have made me a lot more comfortable is knowing that I could bring my own robe. Um, and I bought ones that I was like, totally fine if it gets ruined, but it didn't, you know, I got to keep it and wear it, but that made me feel a lot more comfortable, like not having to wear that gown that I'm like, how many people have worn this? And the back's all open. And I'm so, so then you have to wear two. Yes. Yeah. And if you want to walk the halls, then it's, yeah. Yeah. And it's like one size fits all, but I'm kind of like, I think it's one size fits nobody because <laughs> they're so, they're just like really uncomfortable. Um, so I think one of the biggest things I learned after having babies, because I had three in the hospital or two in the hospital, three in the hospital, (laughs) um, is focusing on my comfort and then kind of knowing that everything else, like the logistics, diapers, and those kinds of things were taken care of. So the food, the snacks, like the comfort, you know, the warmth and also layering so that, you know, when you do get hot, you can take that off. Um, Exactly. And then for those of you that especially if family can't come in, photos are important to you. In the Becoming a Mother course, we talk a lot about priorities. You know, when you're planning a life occasion, like say a wedding, flowers might be priorities or photos. And so as you're looking at your birth and your postpartum recovery period, the things that would be important to you. So some of my clients really want to get photos of themselves and they don't want to be in a hospital gown so they want a cute like delivery gowns like pretty pushers and there are plenty of products on amazon that have like the nice floral dresses and so they'll pack one for the labor and then one for um postpartum so they have photos um that they're able to share on social media or with family members And I know obviously on the podcast, we're talking a lot about like getting rid of things and like not getting, you know, extra stuff. But I, I will say that for me personally, like in those moments, like big life life events, it was worth it to me to splurge a little, um, especially as I knew that, you know, like our last baby, like, I want to be really right. Like I want to feel good. I want to, um, yeah. So don't feel bad about like splurging on things like that. If that's something that's important to you. Exactly. Yeah. And one thing that I would also suggest is if you plan to wear a bra, make sure it's not a sports tank, especially if you're birthing in the hospital. So those sports bras are hard to get off. If you have all of these cords and wires, I've had clients have to get them cut off because, you know, with the skin to skin time, the goal is to get baby on your chest. And if you choose to breastfeed, to breastfeed right away. And sometimes you just can't get those off. So thinking about a nursing tank, nursing bra, again, if you're wearing a bra at all, just don't have a super tight sports bra on, even though that might be comfortable for you to labor in or if you're going in water and so on. Yeah. 
yes, also lessons learned after having babies. And I'm like, nobody told me this. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like I knew it, but I didn't know it. <laughs> Yes. And skin to skin is so great for regulating baby's um, body temperature and bonding. So you want to be able to get whatever you're wearing away immediately after you deliver. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent and then we can switch over to the um, preparing for at home, but on the note of body temperature um, for everyone, I'm going to link Kristen's podcast. Um, I know you, I don't know if you've covered this specifically, but I know you cover a lot of topics and I have a friend who's a midwife and she was, um, at a delivery at the hospital and they were struggling for a long time, trying to get the baby's temperature to regulate, like putting them under lamps and lights and blankets and all of this yes. She is a midwife where she focuses on her. She has a birth center. She's like, amazing. how about you all try putting baby just on mom's chest, no blankets, no clothes. And it worked. It does. <laughs> She's like, I gotta save you all a lot of time. But yeah, skin to skin is amazing. Um, and I'm sure that there's a lot of topics like that on on your podcast that people can go listen to, you know, in preparation, just so that you know things like that and you can advocate right. for yourself. Yes, we've covered that. So, and um, not directly. We haven't devoted an entire podcast episode, but many interviews have covered that. So, whether especially focused on lactation feeding, things like that. Um, and also the partner can do skin to skin. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So when you're in the postpartum room or if you're at home recovering again, great way to bond and to regulate baby's body temperature. Yes. Yeah. It works very well. Um, for sure. Okay. So let's talk about preparing for home births. How, how can we simplify that? Yes. So obviously everything is accessible. So for clients who are having a water birth, just thinking about all the supplies that you'll need and your home birth midwife will give you a kit. And so you'll know what they need as far as towels and other supplies from your household. And sometimes you can buy a birth kit from the midwife or um, assemble all the pads and things that you need. So. I would say the biggest thing that I see attending home births is really getting prepared for um, nourishing themselves either immediately after the birth, since you can't just dial up room service the way you would in um, the the hospital. You want to think about that first meal and what you might want and even snacks like some of my, especially, you know, in the warmer months or climates, um, having some watermelon, for example, or cut up fruit and vegetables, having some nourishing food that's easy to eat in little small bites. Um, and then for depending on the personality type of my clients, um, having a midwife and other people in the home, if parents are over or a sister, thinking about snacks and things that can keep them nourished during the labor that may be one day or two days, you never know, or very quick. So thinking about having the things that your birth team would need, um, you know, set up and easily accessible, and then envisioning the area that you want to deliver in. Some people prefer to deliver, you know, in their bedroom or on land or others want, again, that water birth and setting up the environment and you don't need a lot of things just like i mean whether it's a home birth or the hospital having led candles or you know lowering the lighting and creating the atmosphere and having music 
and some simple things. And then for those of you that are birthing at home, again, thinking about your children, if you have other children and how, who's going to care for them, are they welcome in your birthing space? Or do you need someone to take them elsewhere? Like, do you want them in the home or do you want to arrange support to pick them up would be some of the, the things to consider. And if the kids will be in the home, but not in the space that you're delivering in, um, thinking about what might be easy for them. They're going to be hungry, you know, unless they're sleeping through the birth or they might need some things to entertain them that wouldn't be distracting. So setting up the kid space is also a consideration. And again, having it, whether it's putting some things in a basket or a backpack and having it be very accessible and talking about the game plan with the, the other child or children is also very important for a home birth. I love it. Yeah. Um, so you actually teach people how to do this in a structured way. I know you kind of mentioned it in, in just a minute ago. And I was excited to talk to you because for people doing it at home, I've had a couple moms go through like my course before they have babies because they're like, I'm having a baby at home. Like I really need my home to be easy to be in. Yes. But I can support people with, and you support people with all of these other things that like, as I'm remembering feels very overwhelming. Like, how do you like choose your, your provider? How do you decide who's going to be there? How do you have the conversations with people about like what you do and don't want? Um, so can you tell us just a little bit about, you have a course called becoming a mother yes, and what that offers people, because I think that's the simplest way I think to get all of this support that, that moms need. Yes. So it's essentially about knowing your options and planning your dream team, of personal support, professional support, communicating your needs um, once you've assembled your team. And some people are very private individuals. So for the home birther, some midwives have a big team of apprentices and assistants. And, you know, so other midwives work in an individual basis. They don't have a big team with them. So how much space do you have? Do you like a lot of people? Do you want your birth to almost be a party? Do you want other family members? Or is it a very personal, private event for you? So having that communication, is it just you and your partner and one midwife or a doula? Um, so, or do you want a big team and will you have multiple family members or friends in your space? And what do you need to do to make it comfortable for them if you are? So, and you know, you, if you're one who gets, who doesn't like clutter or distractions, really having spaces set up and, you know, everything very accessible in little bins that are set for everything that is needed. Again, those birth kits are very compact. Everything you need is usually in them. But the course is great for, you know, again, first time parents, seasoned moms, and it's all women. So it's a supportive community. And they, within the, the private Facebook group, they're asking questions about, you know, favorite strollers and we offer, of course, sleep um, support and have live calls with questions and share birth stories. That's one of my favorite live call sessions. So, and students have lifetime access. So 
They can come back with their next pregnancy, get all of the updated information. And we have expert modules, everything from mental health therapists to pediatric dentists talking about when to take your child in for the first visit to lactation consultants and, you know, so many experts. So and all so, in one place, which all I, in one place. Yeah. Which I think is key for that because Googling things can quickly take you like all over the place. And then you feel like you're doing a whole lot, but not really getting a lot done. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So I'm all about simplifying and really knowing your options and then picking what's best for you and your family. But we talk so much about, again, you know, identifying who you want on your team and then communicating because if you aren't communicating what you need um, from your partner and from parents and a lot of friends and family members have their own ideas about how things should go and or comfort level if you're birthing at home and they would prefer you to be birthing in the hospital like so setting some boundaries on visitors and use you can even use the pandemic as an excuse to kind of limit that but that postnatal time should also be focused on, you know, ease, like having snacks or meal delivery services, asking friends to bring you meals and having stations in different areas of your house. So with everything you need for baby, snacks for yourself, because you should be focusing on um, hydrating and, you know, eating. So especially if you're breastfeeding, so during that recovery phase, so whatever you can do, like again, little baskets with snacks and everything you'll need for baby. If you have stairs, regardless of how you birth initially, you should be avoiding going up and down stairs. So having, a, if you're downstairs during the day, having diaper stations and other things set out to make it so much easier for you than having to go up and downstairs unnecessarily. Yeah. Yes. I love it. So my last question, and maybe we should have started this one. <laughs> this okay. One. Um, you are a doula. So what exactly is a doula? Cause I'm, I kind of like my feeling about this is that you're basically taking your doula services and putting it into a package that is accessible to people all over because some people don't have doulas in their area. Exactly. Um, you, yeah. Just share what your definition of a doula is and um, then tell us where we can find you and all of your content. Okay. So a doula is a non-medical support person. So think of us as your guide to pregnancy and birth for birth doulas. We support our clients emotionally all throughout pregnancy and with resources. So a lot of what we're doing in the course, your actual like in-person doula could be doing in your local area, like giving you recommendations for lactation consultants or fitness classes. And if you're having a hard day, I, you know, get on the phone with my clients. They had just met with their provider. They have some news they want to digest. And um, then we're on call, of course, and support our clients wherever they choose to birth. Um, and we support them emotionally with coaching and also support the partner. And physically with position changes, we know labor massage techniques, hip squeezes, counter pressure, not everyone loves touch, but we offer all of that. And then also if they need to make decisions, we support our clients without judgment um, in whatever their preferences for their birth are. 
and adapt to any changes. So not all doulas are the same as, you know, Gold Coast, but we support all types of, you know, birth and parenting choices. So we attend home births, uh, medicated births, unmedicated hospital births, and then also um, we attend planned surgical births. So yes, so it doesn't really matter. Our focus is just that support and being there. And then a postpartum doula is a totally different skill set and certification. And we also offer postpartum doulas. And our focus is on that, on the mother's emotional needs and healing needs. And we, again, don't really care if you're an attachment parent or if you want to try to get some solid schedules in place. We support all types of parenting and we offer feeding support and can show um, parents how to, you know, use swaddles and carriers and accompany them to the pediatrician appointments or run errands, do light household tasks and meal preparation, sibling care. It's so different for every client. And then at Gold Coast, we love doing overnight support so families can get rest. We could go in for one night or seven nights a week. And so we can, again, um, optimize the rest for families and focus on the support that they need. And we deal with like twins and triplets and all types of scenarios. But again, the mother's needs are important as well as, um, you know, caring for the newborn. I love it. That's amazing. That's, I wish everybody could have that kind of support, both pre and postpartum. Um, so that's one of the reasons I was so excited to find that you did this, you know, you do an online course and you do it in person. Um, I think it's yes. a great gateway. I think it's an awesome opportunity. So for anyone who's listening about to have a baby or even just had a baby, like go check it out. Cause the postpartum support is, I think often forgotten. Um, I don't know why, but, um, it is, and it's so important. So yeah, I mean, the birth is kind of like the wedding, but then you have your marriage and then the postpartum <laughs> period is like, you've got motherhood. So that's exactly but, it. That is yeah. so it. Like everyone's so excited for the wedding and then you're like, oh man, this is for life. And then exactly. the baby, <laughs> oh, this is for life. <laughs> yes. So there's so many similarities in it. And yeah, so we just love that support and making it easier for women and creating a village of sorts because we're not in this alone, you know, yeah. especially during these COVID times, it's very isolating. Yeah, uh, these COVID times. <laughs> that don't seem to end. I know, I have to laugh about it so we don't cry about it, but yeah. Exactly. <laughs> these COVID times. Um, okay, well, thank you so much, um, Kristen. For everyone listening, um, she does have a podcast. I found yes. her podcast because I was like, oh my gosh, birth stories, yay. Um, <laughs> but there's so much more there. I will put the link for that in the description here as well as your course. And um, yeah, thank you so much for being here. And you have the discount code for your students and clients, correct? For the Becoming a Mother course? Oh, I, I do but I don't remember it. So it's I'm going becoming to 50. So you can include the link, but it's becoming 50, $50 okay. off the course. And yes, if you are looking for sleep support, we do offer virtual sleep support. So you can live anywhere in the country and you can find us at goldcoastdoulas.com for some of our virtual classes and 
sleep support. And then the becoming course is the becoming course.com okay. and use the code becoming 50. Yes. $50. Okay. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And I hope that you all enjoyed this episode, found it helpful and can go get a lot of support for your pregnancy and postpartum experience. Thanks, Krista. It's great to chat. Yes. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.